Good morning. We are in lesson 12 this morning. Uh, anybody else need a an outline? Mrs. Glenn there needs one. And uh, title of the lesson, yeah, we're taking, still taking up uh, for uh, Botswana in the south in uh, in Africa. So taking up for that. So if you have any money for that, Brother Marty's taking that up. And uh, we're getting close to getting enough for that, and then we'll see what uh, we need to help, who we can help after that. But lesson 12, and it's the, the law of the harvest. <coughs> and this is one, you know, all through the Bible, really, we're given illustrations of this, <coughs> especially in the New Testament. Excuse me. Uh but you know, a lot of times when we're doing these transforming truths, we say, it's in the Bible, this is a command. But sowing is not a command. It's a law. I don't mean it's under the law. I mean it is a law. You are sowing. It's not, you need to go out and sow. You are sowing. You sowed all the way to church this morning. You are sowing. The question is, are you sowing good seed or are you sowing bad seed? Just like rain is a law of nature, sowing is a law of the Spirit. Just like rain can bring life or death. Uh, you know, if you, you get the right amount of rain, life is, is abundant. You get too little rain or too much rain and death comes uh, because of it. Uh, but sowing can bring life or death. Moisture from all points of the earth will evaporate, condense into the clouds and rain. It's going to happen, right? Uh, God set that forth uh, <coughs> uh, with Noah. Uh, your actions will radiate out from you, collecting in the minds and hearts of others, sprouting into thoughts and opinions. If you are living, you are sowing spiritual seeds. Those seeds are sprouting up in everyone around you and beyond. And our verses are in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 9. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh <coughs> shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And that's one of the, and we'll cover it later on, <coughs> one of the uh, things that Satan uses against us to get us to quit is, well, the Bible says you're doing all this good and you'll reap from it and you've not reaped anything. Well, you you've you see if you watch any kind of social media whatsoever, and I watch very little, but I see this, so I'm sure uh, if you watch more than I do, you see it more. Uh, they come out with these uh, little memes of instant karma. You know, somebody does something bad, something bad happens to them. Well, that's not the way God works. So... Uh, <clears throat> 
God does bless when we sow good seed. But God blesses on his time. And so the Bible says here in verse 9, we shall reap if we faint not. I'm sure uh, that you could probably think of somebody uh, that lived for God and, and sowed good seed and then uh, they quit. Well, they're not going to reap from that because they quit before God uh, could give them the blessing. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. And that's one of the things that, you know, our flesh tells us, Satan tells us. When's the blessing coming? When's the blessing coming? God's going to send the blessing. We sow seeds every moment of our lives, and the Bible has a clear law about what happens to those seeds. <clears throat> this law guarantees us that we will reap the benefits or the consequences of whatever seeds uh, that we sow. Thank you, brother. So it doesn't matter good or bad, we will we'll reap from those seeds. Therefore, we must invest our lives in planting godly seeds that will one day reap a godly harvest. Now, that, that's as simple as it can get when you're talking about the law of the harvest. Good reaps good, bad reaps bad. <clears throat> At the conclusion of the lesson, students should understand that they are constantly sowing seeds. And not only understand it because I've said it, and I think you believe that, and if anybody asks you right now, you'd say yes. But <clears throat> is it on our minds constantly? We're constantly sowing, but are we constantly thinking about that we're sowing seeds? And then, number two, determined to sow seeds that are pleasing to the Lord. You have to make that choice. You have to work at it. Your flesh certainly isn't automatically going to always sow good seeds. And then commit to continue sowing seeds even if you're not seeing the fruit of those good seeds. You will reap. We're not promised uh, that we're going to receive all the reaping of our good seed here on earth, but we do know that we will receive justly in heaven for the good things that we do here on this earth. We will receive some good things here. <clears throat> uh, teaching outline, you reap what you sow. <clears throat> Excuse me. See your words, thoughts, and actions as seeds. See God's sovereignty brings to pass man's actions. See the conflict over the garden of your heart. And then two, you reap later than you sow. Does that make sense? You don't reap and then sow. You ever planted a garden? You ever went out to the garden before you break the land and say, well, where's my crop at? Well, you got to sow first. Same thing works with, with sowing spiritual seeds. You have to plant them before you reap the harvest. Do not be deceived by delayed judgment. Do not be discouraged by present Barrenness. Do not be distracted by immediate pleasures. And then thirdly, you reap more than you sow. 
That's something that is very basic, right? You reap more than you sow. If you took a handful of corn and then planted it and you gathered in a, a handful of corn and you did it again the next year and again, you'd quit planting corn, wouldn't you? So, or, or find out how to do it. You'd, something's wrong. I'm not doing this right. And so, but you reap more than you sow. I don't care if it's good seed or bad seed. You reap more than you sow. Take every opportunity to plant good seeds. And you're going to have to search out those opportunities. <coughs> uh, the opportunities that will come knocking on your door every day and say, here's a good chance to, uh, I just want to bring this to you. This is what you need to do today. No, <coughs> you're going to have to study God's word, pray to God, and then look for opportunity to plant good seed. And then imagine the consequences of every seed. When, when there's something, when your flesh boils up, when Satan tells you or, or somebody, you have a bad thought in your mind, uh, think about what, what that bad seed is going to do because it's going to grow. And then do not quit on any seed that is good. If it's good, it's good. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Our transforming truth today gives us a law, something that will definitely happen. If you remember <clears throat> school, and I know it was a long time since some of you went to school, and but you know, and especially in science and in math, there were laws <clears throat> of a law of math. Okay, now, I don't like algebra. Here's just some algebra. Here's the basic law of algebra. A plus B equals B plus A. Every time you do it, it's going to come out that way. It'll never change. It's always that way. Well, this is God's law of sowing. You're always sowing and you're always reaping. It definitely will happen. On this earth, we had the law of gravity. If it goes up, it has to come back down. Our laws of science may have few exceptions but not God's law of the harvest. This law is exciting because it gives you confidence when you see the benefits of, of the good seed that you have sown. Uh, it, it gives you confidence to continue in that, but it's also challenging when you reap the harvest of the bad seeds uh, that you have sown. We can choose what seeds we sow. We have a choice. A lot of people say, well, this is the circumstances and this is why. No, you did it because you chose to do it. Now, it may be easier to go that way, but it might not. I don't mean it's the right way. <clears throat> we can sow good seeds and reap a harvest. We can sow bad seeds and reap the consequences. And again, it's a choice that we must make in everything that we do. We're sowing those seeds. There's three laws of the harvest. Again, you reap what you sow, you reap later than you sow, and you reap more than you sow. <clears throat> and number one, we'll go into it. You reap what you sow. Have you ever been uh, surprised when you go out to the garden and say, well, I didn't plant that. There it is. That's a good, well, that's a good crop of tomatoes, and I didn't even know you. What you planted is what comes up. Now, I know you may see some stray seeds and come up sometimes, but uh, if you plant a whole row of, of corn, 
you don't get a whole row of tomatoes. You get corn, hopefully. So if you plant watermelons, you don't get cantaloupes, right? You get what you sow. The same thing with spiritual seed. You harvest what you sow. And then A, see your thoughts, words, and actions as seeds. This is, this is what you produce. You produce thoughts, words, and actions. And they're seeds uh, that are going to uh, one day be harvested. Every moment you are sowing. <clears throat> Every thought that you think plays a role in molding your character. So we need to be careful what we contemplate, our thoughts that we contemplate on. Now, I know thoughts cross your mind, and the first time it crosses your mind, you, didn't, you might not have had control over it. But when you sit there and think on it, then, then you, you've taken control of that thought that has entered your mind and you're, you're, you're sowing that thought. <clears throat> a person who dwells on the past becomes a bitter person. If you've, had, if you've been hurt in the past and all you do is dwell on how you've been hurt and how you've been treated, you'll, you'll be bitter. Lustful thoughts lead to an immoral lifestyle. Those who daydream don't have much responsibility because you're always thinking about something else instead of thinking about what you ought to be doing. We can become infatuated with something that will allow us to, to uh, grow an idol in our hearts. The seed will become an idol when we become infatuated with that thought. All seeds of thought need to go through the test of Philippians 4.8. You say there's tests in the Bible, there's tests all through the Bible. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. <clears throat> whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, <clears throat> if there be any praise, think on these things. So think... Good thoughts. Use Philippians 4 8 as a as a sieve for your thoughts to go through. It was thoughts of fear that Satan used when uh, Jesus told Peter that Satan sought to sift him. Luke twenty two thirty one, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. And Simon, when Jesus was uh, being uh, Brought before the council before he was crucified. Simon had the fear that he was going to be put in with that same lot. That he would be crucified. That he would be uh, imprisoned also. So he used the thought of fear. And we know that he did, it didn't just cross his mind and was gone. But he contemplated on that thought because three times he denied Jesus Christ. Not only should your thoughts be viewed as seeds, but... You need to view your words as seeds. Now, your thoughts affect you, but your words affect both you and other people around you that hear your words. Do you realize how much power you possess just from what you say, just from the words that come out of your mouth, what you say? 
James 3 and chapter 3, verses 4 through 8. Behold also the ships which, though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. I can remember when I was a young boy and seeing a prop. Now, of course, the Bible here is talking about sailing vessels. We're talking about a motor propelled vessel. But when you look at that prop, now you're looking at a boat that weighs thousands of pounds. Uh, of course, it's buoyed in the water. Uh, but you're looking at that, and that boat will go 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. I'm just talking about a, a regular old boat, you know. Of course, they go a lot faster. But then you look back, and it's got that big motor on it, right? And then it's got that prop. It's about that big around. And that little prop not only pushes the boat, but it steers the boat as you move that prop. And that's the way our tongue is. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a wor world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. We have to <clears throat> constantly be aware of what our tongue is saying, what the words that are coming out of our mouth. We can't just think and have a direct line from our tongue to our thoughts and let it come out. You say, well, I thought I might as well say it. No, that's not true at all. You, maybe you shouldn't have thought it, but it's not okay to say it just because you thought it. That's two wrongs. To think something is wrong is wrong. To contemplate on it is wrong. And then to say it is wrong. You say, well, I just didn't think about it. Well, you should have thought about it. <clears throat> The words you speak have the potential to tear down. The words you speak have the potential to build up. Your words can be the difference maker in another person's life. You never know how much influence you have on someone else. Whether it's somebody that you're in direct contact with, maybe somebody looking from afar, maybe somebody you know very well, maybe somebody you don't know at all. But they're watching you. They're watching you. They're listening to you. And you may not know they're even paying any attention to what you say. But there's people in the world that put stock in what you say. And so what you say needs to be good seed. <clears throat> Never take lightly the words you speak to others. Every word you say is a seed you plant. Every word grows into a plant. Finally, your actions are an obvious seed that you plant. Your actions matter whether or not others notice them. God always notices your actions. You have done things in your life, and if you live any length of time, you will continue to do things in your life that nobody knows what you did except you and God. 
Proverbs 15, 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. And as I mentioned a while ago, you know, people talk about uh, karma. <coughs> well, it's not karma that knows what's going on. It's God that knows what's going on. And he's keeping account of everything. And so the good thing about God keeping account of everything is what he does with it is just. We don't have to worry about a, 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 what he does with it coming out wrong. It'll come out right. If you believe that God is faithful, you have to believe he will fulfill the law of harvest in your life. So what you do, you ha if you say you're saved, you're a child of God, you have faith in God has saved you, you must realize that everything you do has is going, it's going to plant a seed. You're either going to reap benefits or you're going to reap consequences. You have to believe that the law that God has set forth, that he is going to honor that law. If you believe he'll fulfill the law, you'll be watching your words, your thoughts, and your actions. <clears throat> Businessman Stephen R. Covey wrote, Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character and reap a destiny. May we all pray the Holy Spirit lead us to sow this type of seeds every day of our lives. And then B, see God's sovereignty bring to pass man's choices. <clears throat> now, I don't know why I'm saying karma so much, but the way that people present karma is that you do this so everything that happens is because of what you did and what you did causes that to happen. What you do does not cause things to happen. Now, listen to me before you say, well, well what are you talking about then? You see, we choose what we do and God places things in our life to bring things about because of what we did. Because God controls what happens in our lives. If he didn't, there'd be no need for prayer, right? We can do wrong and pray to God for forgiveness and we don't see that consequence because God has forgiven us, and we may not see that consequence. We may see it, but God can take that away. God controls the path that we walk. If this is a law, who is administrating the law? The law of the harvest. Who's administrating the law? God's administrating the law. His sovereignty works in the natural kingdom. We put in beans, we get beans out. The same God who is sovereign in the garden is a so sovereign over our choices. If we sow wrong seeds, we will reap weeds. If we sow godly seeds, we'll reap abundant fruit. Man proposes his way, but God is the one who disposes the results as he sees fit. Proverbs 16 and 9, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Now a man may have thoughts and have actions and say words, 
and it sets his path in a certain direction, but God can control what happens later on. God has the control of that. God has the control of the future. We do not have control of the future. One of the best examples of that is the principle of sowing and reaping is the life of Jacob. Jacob deceived his father for his own selfish gain. Shortly after that event, Laban deceived Jacob into marrying Leah. Laban did this for his own selfish gain. Years later, Jacob was deceived again, this time by his own sons. Again, it was for their selfish gain. Jacob sowed deceitful seeds, and so God's sovereignty allowed him to reap the consequences. What a tragedy it was for Jacob to spend a decade believing that Joseph was dead. But it was because God allowed that to happen later on. He allowed, he allowed those seeds, of those bad seeds, to reap consequences. On the opposite end of the spectrum is Jacob's son Joseph. Joseph sowed good seeds everywhere he went. And if you look at his life to begin with, you say, well, Joseph's good, but look what his brothers did to him. Joseph's good. Look what Potiphar did to him. Joseph's good. Look what the, the, the baker and the butler did to him. But then comes God's sovereignty into effect. And he puts things in place to put Joseph exactly where he wants him. And it's because he sowed those good seeds and God worked out in his life that he could be promoted over Egypt. Proverbs 16, 9 again. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Man can choose how he walks, but God controls the path in front of him. You say, well, I'm going to do this, and this is going to be the result of it. And I can say right here, I'm going to walk down these steps and I'm going to go right straight down this path. That's easy enough to say. But when you're talking about your life, you're saying, I'm going to do this and this is going to be my path. But you can't see your path. But God can see your path. And that's the reason we need to start right. We need to plant the good seed so that we start that path out right. And then God will bless us and put things in our path that will come out good. Now, we may, we may see bad times, we may see hard times, but the end result will be good. If you are living with hidden sin, don't remain comfortably in that state. You will reap the consequences of unconfessed sins. When Jacob deceived his father, when Jacob, uh, uh, later on, he thought, well, this is really doing me a lot of good, but it didn't end it up. He got in a lot of trouble for it. Numbers 32 and 23. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. <coughs> we'll quit right there. <coughs> but if, we, if ye will not do so, behold, you, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Let's pray. Lord, help us to choose the right thoughts, the right words, and the right actions in our lives. Lord, knowing that you are 
uh, Lord, watching everything that we do. Lord, not that you could strike us down, Lord, but that you could bless us, that you could help us, that you could choose the path, Lord, that you could uh, create a path for us that we may do even more good works. And Lord, we pray for service today. We pray for pastors. He preaches. Pray for that one that may be here lost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.